0: Welcome to Talkin' Baseball. It is August 5th. We had a bunch of series played over the weekends. Some winners, some losers, Jake. Some big trade acquisitions did big things. Some did poor things. Let's do it. Let's talk baseball. Talkin baseball. So we're talking Baseball. My name's John Boy. I'm one of your hosts. My best friend Jake is here. He's the other host. A lot of stuff to talk about, Jake. They threw the ball, they caught the ball, they hit the ball. It's a simple game.
1: Yeah, you were coming in real, real black and white today. I like it. Uh, yeah, hard facts just fun- only. Fundamentally strong, throwing the ball, catching the ball. We had a few hits. No, man, it it was a good weekend for baseball. I I was just going over some things. A lot of, I think, all the division winners. Uh, won their series. I think Atlanta was the only one that they they ended up splitting. We had a couple teams that kind of decided. I don't want to say decide their fate. That's a little dramatic for for where we're starting, but they definitely decided how the rest of their season has to go down. Uh, whether it's Yankees and Red Sox, depending which side of the coin you land on, Yankees are firmly in control of that AL East now. The Red Sox hoping us stay fighting for a wild card at this point dodgers continue to just do dodger things a big week for the cubby so i'm yeah i'm I'm excited to get in there man how are you doing notice
0: how jake said a lot of the national league things jake's at the national league report today i don't know any of
1: this you're spoiling i mean opened with yankees red Sox, so like half of it was al
0: (laughs) yeah but that you just just looked at the standings you're just spoiling the National League report for me. Well, in your get intro.
1: people excited for the show. How are you doing, man? I'm good. Good. I hate I hate when the
0: Yankees don't get getaway day. Right. As a day game was up till three forty five. Went to sleep. Yeah. That's when I got to bed. Three forty five. Talking Yanks. Recording and editing after the series ends. So I'm a little lack of sleep and I got a big day ahead of me, so I'm excited. But uh yeah, talking baseball's been a fun little Fun little uh, uh, record session for me because it's because okay. it's 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 I learn what happened. Like we've said, it's impossible to know. So I'm part of the audience. So I didn't know uh, what happened in the NL. Got a little preview there. I'm excited to find yeah. out. I heard Jeez. I heard that some standings shuffled. I heard a rumor. I'm okay. excited about that.
1: Early rumor, post trade deadline rumors.
0: Wow. Wow, there's not, you know what, this this weekend didn't have like a big storyline, usually in our episode notes, which I will put on Patreon for anyone that's interested in that. Usually there's a major storyline, and it was like the brawl, the trades, we've had some in the past that I can't remember right now, and I was trying to search for one this weekend, it was kind of just baseball, it was just yeah the games and the wins and the losses, and there were some big events, but nothing took over. Like Boone Savage rant that took over sports for a little bit. Nothing did. I'm not saying this in a bad way. It's kind of good. Like, it's just the gameplay and everything that's happening. So what gives us time to really breathe into our segments in the back half of the show and and talk about uh, the fun little stuff and personal performances. Yeah, keep breathing, man. I hope to keep breathing for a while.
1: Be an ugly podcast if you don't.
0: throw water on me. That's what you do to babies sometimes when they, they stop I, breathing. I
1: wouldn't be able to do that. I don't know how you think I'd be able to do that. You can mime it. Or through a computer. figure it out. You're smart. All right.
0: No. <laughs> no. This episode is brought to you by DJ Eric Yeah. Peeper number. Can't be a birth name, but that's what they've signed up as. Peeper number. Johnny Harrison. Miguel Gaspar is how I want That's to a say fun it. Name. Yeah.
1: Is that how you'd say it? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Crushed it. Samantha Grunky? Grunky? Yeah, for those for those familiar with baseball, Granky. Uh there's a u in there, so I don't Grunky. Grunky. I think we're calling her Granky. Miguel Gaspar is in the live
0: chat says I nailed it. Yeah, you did. Believe in yourself, man. James Braxtell Montgomery the Third. Yes. What lineage do you think is the coolest? Would you rather be like the third, the fourth, Junior? Because I think the third is the coolest.
1: Third is cool because you have a chance to have all three of you like living. If you're if you're the kid and you got the dad and the grandpa. Yeah. Like that's that's your best bet to have everyone that's lived out your name so i get that a little bit i i think it's kind of a the higher the number you get the the cooler it gets like if you met someone who said they were no so john uncool. boy john boy jammer the eighth you'd yeah, be like it's Whoa. like what are you the fucking king get out of here oh no see i i think i think you're under I, I, I think it think loses like, its luster think after three i think you'd love the history attached to it knowing that Three hundred years ago, there was a John Boy jommer operating under the same name, and he was a he was a blacksmith who played stickball in the streets. I think you lean it, you lean into that heavy. That's you're cool. a history guy. It's
0: not fun to say you can't like put it on your title like this guy signed up like RG three. You wouldn't be like Robert Griffin the sixth at quarterback. Oh, see,
1: I disagree. I think you're going to start seeing a lot of that in our lifetime. I think when we're old men, you're going to start seeing you know. Well, why wouldn't we have
0: already seen it? It's nothing's like.
1: Because I think it's it's gonna be more of a thing now. You need more generations to go on.
0: Jake, we're in like humans have been around for a long time. I know that, Jim. Thank you for the update. <laughs> why would this why would this just start being a thing? People have been naming their kids after themselves for a long time.
1: It's not just starting. I didn't say that, but I think you're gonna get some. I guarantee we'll find a we're gonna get some more fourths and fifths coming, dude.
0: All right. Well, I think third's the sweet spot. Junior, the second, you go by junior, which is like junior. It's kind of cute. Can. It's kind of cute. You get regal when you get to third. And then I've never seen like the fourth or fifth in like not a king person. So good job, James Braxton Montgomery, the third, which yeah. is probably a fake name. And Keenan Buchart Jr. Yeah. Junior. Look at that. I didn't even know that was coming up. Sorry. He's, sorry, he's... sorry. Sorry. Sorry, Keenan. Wow. Those are our most recent Patreon supporters and uh, subscribers. They get uh, access to the live chat of this show, the uh, episode notes of this show, and some extra perks. I did uh, I live streamed making a breakdown last week, and uh, we'll be giving away two jerseys after I record this. I'll be doing that to uh, Patreon members. So if you want to sign up, it's patreon.com slash John Boy Media. $2 a month. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right, let's get into the baseball. As A-Rod would say, baseball. Baseball. He says that a lot, which. Love it. If he just dropped it once, it'd be so weird. But because he drops it every game, I like it. Because he thinks it's his thing. Signature. And it is is his thing. But like, baseball.
1: I love it. I mean, the, the king of preparation found himself saying, I need to come up with something that's kind of a signature. He goes. I know. I'll kind of yell the word baseball. <laughs> Nailed it, A Rod.
0: Uh, he's pretty good. Yeah, he's so weird. I like him. I like A Rod a lot. Did you see their very different life on Sunday Night Baseball? They were showing Aaron Boone doing an impression of A Rod's swing. Yeah, and I can't tell if A Rod hates it or loves it because everything just kind of comes off a little bit fake. Even when when he's genuine, it comes off a little fake.
1: I think when he's genuine, it comes off the most fake because he's like he puts so much preparation and thoughts into things that when something goes off script, it's it's like deer in the headlights a little bit. I think he liked it. I think it was genuinely the first time he saw it. They said that on on the broadcast and he was like, yeah, that was really good. And I think he was a little like nervous at first and he was like almost weirded out because he was doing all the weird elbow taps and head taps and stuff. But then he did the he did the like run to first kind of like A-Rod and A-Rod really liked that. He's like, oh, he's got my old stiff jog. Yeah.
0: Something like that. Sad jog. I think he called it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think he comes in worried he's getting made fun of and he doesn't know how to react to it. But whatever. Same. Jake. Yes. Can you give me the national report? I'm dying to know what happened.
1: Jimmy your National League report will start in the NL beast the Braves split four, hosting the big red machine or I guess they're the small red machine I don't know what you'd label them the Reds final two games went into extras the Bravos had a nice Acuna walk-off single Jim we like that Washington Nationals Jim the two teams chasing the Braves kind of messed it up Nationals lose two out of three to the D-backs in the desert. The D-backs scored 25 runs in the two wins. The D-backs scored zero in the one loss. And Jim, the Phillies, they also dropped two out of three at home to the White Sox. That's tough for them as they're trying to get some momentum. And it started out with the first game of that series was 15 innings. We'll talk about that. Some real fun NL baseball going on there, Jimmer Fredette. Step right up and greet the Mets. They win the rubber match in Pittsburgh to take two out of three. They are one game under 500, Jim, 9-1 and in their last 10, the New York Mets, babe. And in the Orange Bowl, the Rays won both games over the Miami Marlins in the Battle of Florida and under finance baseball teams. Jim, let's jump to the NL Central. You know the Pirates lost their series since he split with the Braves, but sweep home Chicago. The Cubbies sweep the Brew Crew, Jim, in Wrigley. They regain the NL Central lead, and they also regain it to the Cardinals, losing their two-game set versus Oakland. Big swing in the Central, and the Cardinals have a West Coast trip coming up to the dot Doyers. so that's going to be interesting for them. Jim, the NL West, you know about the D-backs beating up the Nats. The Dodgers take three out of four from the Padres on a miracle Sunday comeback walk-off, 11-10 win. Padres kind of blew it, to be honest. And Jim, has the mojo worn off for your Giants they lose two out of three at Coors. The slump watch Rockies and the Giants drop back to 500 on the season.
0: Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Some things here that catch my eye. Okay. Immediately happy for the Cubs, impressed with the Cubs. Not rooting for them per se, but it felt like they were sliding a bit, and that's a huge sweep for them. And yeah. uh I believe Darvish had a good outing and if he can get right at the, at this time, like all is forgiven in being kind of a bust of a signing for a while now.
1: Yeah. And Jim, something I, something I just stumbled into and I'm not exactly saber metrics, Jim, the cubbies 39 and 18 at home, which is really good. Make, makes sense, right? Mm Mm-hmm. They're twenty one and thirty three on the road. Uh, road Cubbies, what's up? That's not good. That's bad for a division leader. Um, you, you wonder how much bullpen plays into that on the road. But Jim, this this was huge for the Cubs, and I a stance that I think I'm going to start leaning into was the the Cubs need to stay out of third place in the NL Central. Hot takes only from me, but. I think it's very important that with Joe Madden's contract up at the end of the season, if, they, if they're if they in third place in the Central, things get really loud around the Cubbies and you start bringing in things that are outside of baseball. They get a big sweep over the Brewers. The Cards falter too, so they, they have a nice jump. And, and Jim, this is what's so good about baseball, seeing where the standings were just a couple days ago. If if you're in a tight division race and you get a sweep and someone else drops some games, you could see teams really move up and down and the the, the your viewers end up getting the uh the tough love on that. Yeah.
0: Jay Hay with uh two homers in this series, he's having a good season as well. He this is season, having a good this season. The season for the Cubs, and I'm not entrenched in Cubs fanhood, but I know Darvish has been a pain. I think uh Jose Quintana how does Cantana? Quintana yeah Quintana he was a trade that I think they were like "Mm, did this not work out I don't know were they questioning that a little bit or kind of upset with the results for a little bit because he had a nice game here and then Hayward has two homers has a nice series and is having a good season and then those three guys I feel like Cubs fans they've never been Cubs darlings
1: yeah Hayward got big paid and he he had been kind of Bad, but yeah, he's having a nice year. Eight twenty-five OPS, and he does a lot of the little stuff well. He's a great defender. Yeah, it looks like Schwarber's getting it going a little bit. I'm sure we're going to talk about him. And yeah, I think I think for the Cubbies, Bryant, Baez, and Rizzo have kind of been. Bryant, Baez, and Rizzo, and you're right, some of those other pieces around it, you know, they were wondering which which of their young guys were going to step up. Was David Bodie going to take over a position? Ian Happ, um, you know, he, he hasn't done much on the big squad this year. Uh, Zobrist has been missing a, a lot due to some personal problems, so... Yeah, they they've had a they've had a lot of stuff going on. I think Quintana has been a little disappointing. He's got a four four ERA. Darvish, that's more well known. Kyle Hendricks, man. Talk about a guy who skates under the radar. 120 innings pitch, three dot oh seven ERA this year. Uh, Cole Hamill's twirling it as well. So yeah, I think uh the, the the Cubs Cubbies are primed to to get it going. Yeah. Now looking at
0: Milwaukee's roster here and Who they're starting. And it's like Yelich. Kane's not having a great season. He's a defensive player. Braun. Like, who's their, like, core? It's really... To me, it's Yelich and then, I mean, um, Thames and... Dude, you know who's really good is uh, Keston Hiura. Is that how you say it? Yeah, hyura has been great for them. Like, right uh, now, he's not a name in baseball that the average fan skins over and says, oh, that's one of their dudes. He's got a 952 OPS on the season and a yeah. 377 on base percentage. He's been great for them.
1: Yeah, he's been great for them. Yeah, M- Moustakis has been Moustakis. He's got an 861 OPS. Uh, Braun just keeps kind of brawning along. Kane's having a bad year for them. He's he's a better player than two forty eight six seventy five OPS. But I, I mean, it it turns into a pretty balanced lineup when you have Grandal, Thames, uh, Moose, Braun, Kane, Yelich. So yeah, and Tra- Travis Shaw having a bad year that that hurt them a little bit too. Um, Jim, maybe they'll get a kick a little kick from Trent Grisham, who maybe we'll be talking about in call up watch. Yeah, later. I was gonna say he let off.
0: He's, yeah. uh, he's a top prospect. He let off. Uh, we'll get to him in call-up watch, but yeah, it was kind of Kane's the lead-off guy, and he got bounced. It looks like it could have just been a, a regular sh- sit-down, but he let yeah. off. That's cool. All right. The other thing is the Giants' magic wearing off saddens yeah. me. It saddens me deep. It was so fun, and it just felt like was- everyone besides fans of the Giants' direct rivals can kind mm-hmm. of be like oh this is cool.
1: Yeah and I I don't know I I said it I forget if it was last episode or two episodes again Jim but you know we're we're a couple the giants are a couple bad weeks from being under 500 again with a terrible plus minus differential. They're minus 55 on the season. Now they're at 500. It, it seems like the Giants magic has worn off. Uh, prove us wrong. Like we we we're still low key rooting for San Fran. But there's a there's another team that wears orange in the East in in the NL gym that get excited about baby. It's also
0: the tail end of a road trip though. So, yeah. they go home now and play with Nationals and if they start getting their walk-off magic on again, then like the Ma- it's the Nationals so the magic's full on. So let's see if it was just a a, ba- a hard road trip. Like what they end up going on the road trip because it might go into my theory on the road trip, one, two, three, four, four and five, four and five on the road trip for the Giants. That's not not terrible.
1: No, and they're actually Jim. They're they're trying to debunk you. They're thirty one and twenty eight on the road, twenty five and twenty eight at home. So they need they need to start winning home games if they want to be involved in this.
0: They will, I think. Recently, they've been crushing it at home. Okay. Trying to, look at the picture. Sean Anderson versus Peter Lambert.
1: Mm. Ever, saw, the, mar, saw him live in concert.
0: Marquee matchup. Madison Bumgarner versus John Gray faced off. That's a good matchup.
1: It's fun.
0: Yeah. Kyle Freeland, another decent start. It's good for him. There's something else that jumped out about this National League. It was... um trying to think. Cardinals losing to Oakland. That's a bummer.
1: Yeah, that's tough. A two-game set in Oakland, interleague play. Those those can be brutal on you, uh, kind of mentally. And now they're going on to play the Dodgers, so um, li- little li- some some nerves in St. Louis right now. Um, yeah, and I don't know. I, in the East, the the Braves just say strong. The Phillies in Washington falters a little. The Mets are coming, man. 9-1 in their last 10, 55-56. and 56. They're going on to face Miami. They have a doubleheader today. Two wins. The Mets could be a game above five hundred, and very much in the thick of the wildcard race. Did you see any of the Brave
0: series? So they walk off. Acuna hits his first walk-off ever. Yep. And then on Sunday's game, they were down. They were down three to one. They were down three-nothing going into the eighth inning. They get one run in the eighth. They go, it's three to one going into the bottom of the ninth. And Acuna hits a two-run homer to tie it. Place went crazy because at that point the Braves keep passing every test. They're going nuts. They got they made moves at the deadline. Acuna hits his first walk-off hit the game before. Then he pops a game-tying homer in the bottom of the ninth. Big home run. Everyone's going nuts. And then they blow it. Shane Green yeah. has allowed five earned runs as a Brave, and he allowed four earned runs the entire time as a Tiger, I believe. Something like that.
1: Uh hello. Yeah, that's tough tough start for Shane. He'll be pitching in the ninth. But uh yeah, and Jim, it's it it is crazy how much you and I we were talking about starting pitching lines and how how different a starting pitching line can be can look if you go 5.2 innings and three earned runs instead of six innings pitch and two earned runs like one looks like a great start the other looks like ah he was out there yeah we kind of wanted a little more Jim four game sets in baseball the difference between splitting two and taking three out of four is huge the Braves were on the cusp of that they end up splitting the team that was on the cusp of that that went the other way was the Dodgers Jim which if you saw the if you saw that Sunday game, that was insane. Eleven to ten, uh, Urias boots a ball at second base for the Padres to give them extra life. And once that happened, this Dodgers team just was rolling and going Pounces. and was not going to be stopped. They just pounce, and
0: yeah. Muncie gets it. There's some screaming and
1: yelling. Might get to that later. Ooh, that's a re- that's a really good, Jim. That's a really good term for good baseball teams that when there's a mistake a good baseball team is going to pounce yeah and and the Dodgers do that
0: the Padres are losing a lot I know they're not supposed to win Padres fans if we have any Padres fans that listen to the show I thank sure. you I thank you kindly because your brethren are an angry bunch that talk that mm. tell you this yet no respect man I've run across Padres fans on all all avenues of the inter- internet now and social media. Sure. And they're all so angry. Yeah. Like mean, you live in San Diego. I thought you're supposed to be happy. Maybe that's why they're angry. Their
1: their baseball team
0: gets no respect, man. Yeah. Well, that Dodgers game was tied at six. Dodgers take the lead to go seven to seven to six. After six innings, Padres get two back to go eight to seven. Then the, Do- then the Padres score two more to go 10-7. to Dodgers score two in the eighth, to 10-9. Dodgers score two in the ninth
1: to win it, 11-10. to
0: Yep. Crazy. That was fun.
1: All right, you ready for the AL? Yeah, if you could catch me up on the American League, Jim, I've been living up to my promise, as always, of not watching every baseball game, so I need it.
0: All right. Well, here we go. All right. In a series where the points aren't real and the results don't matter, the Blue Jays and Orioles split a four game set. Moving on quickly, the Rays and the Marlins faced off this week in Florida, men. The Rays swept the Marlins, as Jake told us earlier. The Yankees swept the Red Sox in a four game set, pushing the Red Sox to 16 games back in the loss column. And I think eight games back of the wild card in the loss column. Pretty big dent in their season. The White Sox went to Philadelphia and played a wild series. They took two out of three from the Phillies, winning the bookend games. One game had uh, outfielders pitching and pitchers in the outfield. We'll talk about that. The Cleveland Indians swept. The Los Angeles Angels, Jake, the Indians, and all their new pieces get it done. The Angels can't buy a win. How did the Twins respond? The Cleveland sweeps. Do they make up any ground? No, sir. The Twins sweep the Royals. They do some cleaning of their own. Stays the same in the Central. The Astros swept the Mariners. This just in. Astros are really good, and uh, the pieces they trade for are helping them. It's sweep weekend, Jake. Everyone's sweeping everyone in the AL. The Tigers get swept by the Texas Rangers, who win one game in the walk-off. And as we know, the A's swept the Cardinals. Sweeps galore. Sweep, sweep. Sweepy, sweepy. Sweep week, baby. Sweep week. Yeah, I think I, I was I was doing this. I was like, "Holy shit!" I think there was only one that wasn't, and it was the White Sox and the Phillies, and the Blue Jays and the Orioles split.
1: Right, but like like you said, that's uh, that's old. Whose line is it anyways? Rules the the, the yeah. points don't matter there. I like that, Jim. You know, I I was a huge whose line guy. Do you know that? You I thought you'd that. I thought you'd like that line. Thanks, man. Because it's true; those <laughs> games don't matter to anyone. Uh they matter to a couple guys getting in Fuego that we'll talk about later. But yeah, no, you, it's it's kinda like have fun, guys. <laughs> yeah. It, <laughs> Knock yourselves out. Uh yeah, win a spot for
0: next season or win a trade or those are the those are the times baseball players say it's really hard to like gotta get in there and fucking
1: Can you play when nothing matters? Can you play when nothing matters, the Jake Storielli story? Jim, the the story in the AL, I, I was kind of hinting at it before. I, I don't know if you want to call it separation. The Yanks four game sweep of the Sox, it was a funeral in the Bronx, Jim. Um, we we don't actually like that, but there were probably uh, the, some funerals. The, there were funerals in the Bronx this weekend, confirmed. Jim, like like you said, the Yankees are now on a five game win streak Houston on a four game win streak, and Minnesota on a three game win streak after their sweep, so all the top teams in the division are doing their thing uh Boston is now six and a half out of the wild card, and Jim it's starting they've lost their last eight games, basically as bad as a week as you can possibly have as a baseball team, and it's i I mean obviously there's I think it was funny, you and I, when we were doing Talking Yanks last night, you looked at how many series were remaining, and you're like, okay, there's still a good amount of baseball to be played. 16, to let everyone know. It is August, but there's still a a good amount of series to be played, so if Boston does figure some things out, and their pitching has just given out on them, they need that to come around if they want any chance. But they're going to be, I I mean, in in under two months, they have to be six and a half games better than at least Oakland and Tampa. Uh, so will they be able to put the heat back on? Tampa's gotten it going again. They've won six straight. Uh, so yeah, man, boston's in a bad way right now, and it's uh, you you and I were joking about the there's kind of a, a team collapse checklist that that goes on when it, when a team falls apart. It's managers and players getting the boot out of games. And with Cora, we might talk about him later. Sale, same thing. They had a players only meeting. The vaunted players-only meeting between the doubleheader. They come out and lose the next game of the doubleheader. I think we're an internal team fight away from officially saying that the Red Sox are imploding this season. And uh, imploding sounds rude. You know I'm genuinely... a hardest thing to do in sports is repeat, especially baseball over a rigorous season. And a couple of the pieces they didn't bring back were crucial. So it... Uh, not in a rude way to our big Red Sox fans, but I, I don't know. I I, I don't want to say you saw this coming, but it, to think that they were just going to find the on switch, I, I don't think that's going to happen.
0: Well, they do have a home series coming up that could spark some flames. They, Jake, they host the Kansas City Royals. Then they host the Angels. Right. The Angels are sputtering worse than the Red
1: Sox. And they're only 2 games back of the Red Sox.
0: So, uh, it, the, the Red Sox should win those games on paper, but they should have won a lot of games on paper this season that they haven't. Yeah. But if uh if if the Royals and the Angels come to town and that and they like even split, right? Yeah. It's uh, seven games. So if the Red Sox, I mean, if you're a Red Sox fan, and I think a lot of them are losing hope, I think you gotta you gotta win both series. You gotta win three versus the Angels and two versus the Royals. You gotta win five of these seven games to have a spark light. If they win four out of five, it's bad. Like they're done.
1: Yeah, no. It's uh. I I mean every every series at this point going forward has to be a strong performance, and you're right to kick it off with a home stand against two uh, somewhat lesser teams. LAA is still fighting, but yeah, I mean they they have to find it, and it's the pitching, dude. They Price, Sale, Percello, they have been getting rocked. Yeah.
0: They are good at home, though. Yeah, I mean the Angels are bad, man. I'm sorry to my brother-in-law
1: Brett, but the they're two and eight in their last ten. And J- Jimmy, I'm a little curious to your thoughts because I don't think you and I have ever covered this. But one one stat I'm looking at right now are all these teams' records against over 500 teams. Do you value that? Do you think that's important, or is it just kind of win 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 the games in whatever way you can? Uh, No, I
0: I think there's value to be found in being able to play to uh, play up. I think think you just need to have a winning record against every team. We saw last year the 2018 Yankees were really good against good teams, but they could not beat lesser teams, so they played to their opponent's level. So there's a part where playing to your opponent's level is bad. You should play to your level at all times. So if yeah. if you're beating good teams but getting beat or just barely beating bad teams, that's a bad sign. Yeah. So yeah. hot take for me, you, good teams beat everybody.
1: Ooh. Hate when you come come out in fuego like that. Why was uh, anything
0: d- jumping out on that standings?
1: Jim, what I mean, the number that's jumping out. Well, Cleveland has a bad record against greater than five hundred teams, and maybe that speaks to the NL Centro, AL Central a little bit. Jim, the Boston Red Sox are twenty three and thirty six against teams over five hundred. It's not good.
0: What are they against teams under? Do they have that on that page you're
1: looking at? Uh, it's not on this page, so I'd have, we'd have to do math. And usually, what are the twins? the twins? What are the yeah, so. Twins? The Twins, so I thought you'd also find this. They're they're twenty four and twenty three, so they're a game over five hundred. I'm Yankees telling you, man. Hughes-
0: see, so I think strength of schedule plays like the Twins and Cleveland are. They play so many games. Didn't I do the math? They have like sixty games
1: against, against Kansas City, Detroit, and the White Sox,
0: and then and then eight, and then seven and seven against Blue Jays and Orioles. And Orioles. But because they have three in their division, it's like 60 games against teams that are actively trying to lose.
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, a little over 50, something like that. So, yeah, you're right, and that's where those central teams, their records against 500 teams aren't impressive. Um, Oakland has a pretty good record against above 500 teams. Uh, Yeah, and Minnesota and Tampa are right around 500. Uh, So, yeah, that's, that's an interesting... Thing if you're into that, and in the in the NL, jeez, um, you getting Some a
0: call? Alarm went off. Alarm went off on my phone. I would have thought. I right would have thought the Rays had a better record against
1: 500 teams. Well, I, I think Jim, it's. Uh, I think maybe it's an underrated stat. I guess I'm starting to like the stat because the Dodgers, they're 39 and 26 against teams greater than 500, which is good. I mean, not kind of when you picture how good the Dodgers are. Atlanta's 32 and. Twenty-eight. I think everyone else in the NL is under five hundred, or and the Brewers are five hundred. So it's a it's a really interesting set. The Cubs are thirty and thirty. So it's uh, I don't know. I guess I I have to decide mentally if I want to take a lot of merit into that set. It makes sense, right? When you play the good teams, if if you're beating them, you should be better. The
0: Rays being five and twelve against the Yankees hurts their overall thing. Boom roasted. You know what I wanted to look into, you know, so in the future of this show, and then we'll get back to the AL, if there's no big storyline, I want to kind of, I want to kind of dig into some weird stat. And the one I wanted to do, maybe I'll do it for next, for Friday's episode, if there's extra time, is, and I don't know the answer to this, but everyone, every Yankees fan complains that Aroldis Chapman never has a one, two, three inning. Right. I wanted to go look at like the top 10 closers in baseball this season. And go look at all their saves and see how many are one, two, three innings. Because I have no idea. You could tell me that every closer, like, what would you, what would you guess the clip is for, for saves as one, two, three innings? I have no idea.
1: No idea. 33%. Which
0: are one, two, three? Yeah. I think people expect it to be around 70 to 90 Like, that's how how many times people are like, it's always drama, always someone on base. Like, they think it's going to be, and I think you're right. I think it's around 50 or under where it's actually a one, two, three inning. That's something I want to look into. So maybe I'll dig into that before next episode. Or if anyone's sitting at their desk and they want to go mess around on baseball reference, or they know, like, how to find that easy, go dig around for me. Dig around for me. I like that, I like that, uh, the Cleveland, Cleveland and Minnesota went toe-to-toe.
1: Cleveland, yeah, Cleveland
0: sweeps the Angels, Minnesota sweeps the Royals, and they're, the Minnesota's still three games up. When do they face each other again?
1: Yeah, we, we need to look that up. I was, I was just... I mean, Cleveland is hosting Texas, so those should be winnable games at home. And Minnesota is welcoming Atlanta to town. And Jim, that's if, if the Minnesota ballpark is playing like it was when the Yanks were in town... That's going to be some fun baseball because a lot of guys in Atlanta are hitting, and those are, uh, they talk, we just talked about teams playing each other, playing each other over 500 Uh, Minnesota, Atlanta. I'm actually, I'm pretty jazzed up for that.
0: Dude, next weekend, four game set, Cleveland at Minnesota. That is awesome. I am excited for that.
1: Hopefully Baker Mayfield's in the stands.
0: (laughs) Four game set
1: at Minnesota
0: and how many times they play each other after that. And then the three game set at, Ooh, wow. At the very end of September, there's two more series or yeah, the beginning of September. So they got a lot of games. They got, they got 10 games against each other left. The That's Yankees fun. have played all their opponents. Like we have two games. Yankees have two games left versus the Rays and three versus the Red Sox or something like that. So it's kind of nice to see which races are going to go to the end. And Minnesota, yeah. Cleveland's got 10 games left. Nothing. So, dude, uh, Minnesota's up three. That could mean, if you're Cleveland, that means nothing. Because you just want yeah. destiny in your own hands. Hey, we don't care if they're up three. We have 10 against them. That means that it, it's up to us to take it still.
1: change that's, Could change it
0: this weekend. That's fun. I'm excited for that. All right, anything else you want to talk about in the AL before uh, we move on?
1: Uh, no, I, I guess, and I kind of hinted to this when we did the original run-through, Jim, the top, the top six teams in the American League, and it, I mean, it goes with sweep week, top six teams in the American League are on three-plus game-winning streaks.
0: The dividing line's much bigger in the AL.
1: Yeah. Good and bad
0: uh houston astros combined no hitter you want to talk about this now or does that go fall into a segment later i think it falls into a segment
1: if i if i was if i was reading the yeah. sheet right
0: basically basically
1: well, who let's there, do it
0: who are, okay let's do it yeah yeah I, was, I could just talk forever let's go moving on i like that moving on up to the east side Standout performances. If I had a soundboard that was working, I would do a sound. Jake, do a standout performance sound.
1: Standout like, performance.
0: I thought you were gonna do like a wow a wea.
1: Oh, so you just want a noise? Yeah, do a wow a wea. Wow a wea. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, just lean into some Sicilian roots there, yeah. Jake Storyelli. <laughs> Jake Storielli the Eighth. Uh, am I going? Am I doing my standout? Sure, go first. Bueller. Bueller. Jim, your guy. Vanderbilt alum. Would you rather Walker. your first
0: name be Walker or
1: Ferris? It's
0: like toss-up.
1: Ooh. <laughs> Damn. For talking, ba- talking, ba- talking baseball <laughs> question for the people. We got to throw that on the Twitter. Would you rather have your first name be Walker or Ferris? Walker. Does the name
0: last name Bueller make mean you have to have a weird first name?
1: Ferris is tough, man. yeah for all our Ferrises listening, thank you. uh Jim Walker Bueller, and I've been talking a lot of Dodgers pitchers on talking baseball lately, which has me just as scared as as the Astros. Jim Walker Bueller, nine innings pitch fifteen ks. Hello, hello. Uh, against the Padres Jim he's 24 years old if you remember him from the World Series last year or if you missed him in the World Series last year he got one start sending seven innings pitch shutout against those Red Sox as I mentioned he's a Commodore VU go doors anchor the front door anchor down Jim anchor down baby in his last, so I I did Jakey Butterknife. So in his last ten starts, he's been really good, Jim. But he does have one bad start that was at Coors. So I'm I'm giving him a little Coors field effect here, Jim. If you take that out, in his last nine starts, sixty five point one innings, a one eight ERA, excluding the Rocky start. Man, with what Ryu's doing, Walker Bueller, Kershaw. It, I mean, it's it's the basis of how the Dodgers get it done. And, uh, I mean, Bueller's got like the best stuff. I-, I think it'll be interesting to see if, if he keeps it going and Jim in, in, in his last nine starts, those, well, the butter knife starts I talked about in his last 10, he has four starts with 11 strikeouts or more. He, he has the best stuff on the Dodgers staff when they're right. And I wonder it him, him and Ryu, they might be riding out this season to see who can try to get the ball in game one. Um, so yeah, I I went uh I went Walker Bueller.
0: How how what's his size? Also, I want to let the talking baseball fans listeners know. On talking Yanks, we have Katie Sharp do a show with us, and she is an analytics guru and all into sharp stats. So she has the sharpest stat. When Jake gives his stats, they are called butter knife stats because they're not yeah. that sharp. So if you were wondering they why are. Jake keeps referring to his stats as butter knife stats. <laughs> yeah. They they don't. <laughs> the, the now you know. What
1: what's what size do you think uh Walker Bueller is, Jen?
0: He dude, I think he's real skinny. Like they had that HD shot of him pitching, and he right. just looked like a skinny skater dude body. I'm gonna guess a a a a hair over six feet. 180.
1: They got got him at 6'2", 185. Yeah,
0: that adds up six two.
1: It I should go work at
0: up. the. I should go work at the carnival. Guess people yeah, wait I mean, nonstop.
1: F- fingers crossed. Uh, yeah. So I I I don't know. I'm a I'm a Walker Bueller guy. He had a brutal first month to the season. He finished the first month with a five two two ERA. So I I mean since then, fifteen games started. Uh, with a two six five ERA, so yeah, he's he's been in he's been an ace for you know three months now. So give, giving my guy Walker some love.
0: Good, good standout performance.
1: Yeah, man, and this this was totally. I think you and I get weird giddies from this that the the listeners won't get. But when we check the game logs to see the top performances, there's clearly like hitters weeks and pitchers weeks. This was a pitcher's weekend.
0: Yeah, it was. It was. It definitely was. My... Which...
1: Who's yours, Jim?
0: ...standout performance is Aaron Sanchez.
1: Yeah. And kind of just the
0: Astros in general. Yeah. Aaron Sanchez, if you don't know, the Astros threw a combined no-hitter against the Mariners who are faltering. But... Here's the impressive stuff. Aaron Sanchez, his team had lost his last 13 starts. The Blue Jays had lost his last 13 starts. He had the worst ERA in the bigs. He was brutal, so bad, terrible. He's got spin rate, and the Astros like that about pitchers. And they like seeing what you throw and saying, ah, you should do this instead. They also picked up Biagini, okay, Biagini in the month of July, he had a 4.85 ERA, seven earned runs in 13 innings pitched. Some good outings mixed in, but four outings where he gave up runs out of 10 or however many it was. Catching for the Houston Astros, Jake, was Maldonado. a he's guy. Back, baby. He's back with them. They just traded for him. He was with the Cubs for the Cubs had just traded for him, and then they flipped him for Tony Kemp. So the battery, there's four pitchers. The starter, first start with the Astros. One of the relievers, first appearance with the Astros. The catcher just got traded back with the Astros behind the dish. They never really worked together. And he goes out there. (laughs) Aaron Sanchez and goes six innings pitch, zero hits, two walks, six yeah. strikeouts. Did we'll you see combine. the numbers? No, no. Did you see the numbers of what he did different? No. If you're the Blue Jays, if you're a Blue Jays fan, if you're any fan in baseball, because the Astros yeah. have done this to the Tigers now. They did it with Charlie Morton. They did it with Cole, even though know, Cole was already good, but they like he made it even better. Yeah. And it's they just, like, look at the pitches and say, this pitch works, you should throw it more. This pitch doesn't work, throw it less. How come no other team knows how to do this? There's got to be more to it, I'm guessing. I think it's more the conviction that they build up in yourselves. But so with the Blue Jays, Aaron Sanchez, his sinker was his top pitch. He threw it 37% of the time, and it sucked. All right. And this start with the Astros – He threw his sinker 17% of the time and his four seam fastball jumped from 21% with the Blue Jays to 35% with the Astros and they elevated the fastball like Cole and Verlander do, put it in the top of the zone in this launch angle world. People just pop that up or ground it out or just swing through it and bam, slam, bam. Thank you, ma'am, as my chemistry teacher would say. No what hitter.
1: Bullied or another one?
0: Dude, the one I bullied, and this was yeah. from another show, sorry guys, but I ha- I just had uh, girls that were in high school with me send me pictures of notes, and it was like cartoons of him with like mean, mean things, and I was like, damn, we did bully that guy.
1: See? Uh... Yeah, Jim, and I, I think it's it's funny when you lay it out there after the start. It sounds obvious. It's it's stuff we've talked about all year. You have to elevate the fastball now with all the loopy swings. Aaron Sanchez, who came up as kind of a sinker ball guy, now guys swing down there, and that's where that's where they get the big hits. It's, it's funny, Jim, you know that I've, I've started to enjoy this parallel between the AL West and the AL East. You have the Yankees and Astros on top, and they, they dominate in their certain ways. With Oakland and Tampa, two, two of the lesser-funded teams in baseball, chasing them but doing very progressive things and have a lot of talent on those squads. Jim, I, I think you, we can make a parallel here that what Houston has been doing with pitchers, the Yankees have been doing with bats. I was just going to uh, say that actually, the 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 formula there. I mean the and it seems easy. Like the the Yankees have been finding these guys that let the ball travel and have you know hard hit rate and stuff that sounds super basic in AAA. Mike Talkman, Luke Voigt. the Astros, man, at every arm they get that it, it seems like they turn into gold. So uh, yeah, I, I think uh, if if you're trying to fix your pitch and uh, and you're a front office. Go plunder someone out of Houston because they they know what they're doing.
0: Yeah, I saw Astros fans saying that about Cameron Mabe, he was with Houston, didn't have anything going, and now he's like you know doing well with the Yankees. And They're like, man, if they combine forces, one can do the bats. Not that Houston struggles with bats, but they're really good at pitchers.
1: Yeah, that's it's more of a compliment to their pitching, and John. Yeah, it's it's. He he was so bad, Jimmy. <laughs> like I, we we could dance around and say stats. Aaron Sanchez was awful, awful. And then he goes and does this. He was
0: on Slump Watch a couple weeks ago.
1: He was living on Slump Watch.
0: John uh Bucci, Bookie, is in uh the chat, Patreon, sure. and he did the the saves leaders for me. Nice. So I, we don't have the percentages, but top the top six saves leaders have the following amount of one, two, three innings this season. Yates twenty one. Hand twenty one, Smith twenty-four, Osuna twenty-two, Jansen seventeen, Chapman thirteen. So Yankees fans do have a gripe.
1: Yeah. Look at that.
0: Thanks, uh, Bucci.
1: Thanks, Bucci, main. Uh yeah, and I guess those are those all National
0: and... League closers besides no, Chapman?
1: Han hands in Cleveland. Oh,
0: hands in Cleveland now. Yeah, yeah.
1: So yeah, I guess and I mean trying to do quick math, that has to be what at like a 60% clip or something. So
0: Yeah. Good job. Mariana Rivera job. was like every time. It was crazy. That guy was good. All right. Standouts standouts over. Good job the Dodgers and the uh Astros World Series teams from last year. Yeah, good job the pitchers. Let's um, let's say bad job to a couple people, Jake. Let's move on. Do you think people like this segment the most? Uh
1: slump watch Aww, should we get meaner at slump watch you think people would like that no
0: yeah i think right. it's good enough we root yeah. for them to get off slump watch we don't yeah, want to do true. this that's so we true. have some we have some updates for everyone yeah Aaron judge was on slump watch in a, the two game set versus arizona he, he did a kind of enough jake was thinking maybe we take him off i said no He's got to do more than that. This series versus the Red Sox, Judge went 5 for 15 with a homer, scored four runs, had a 440 on base percentage. Aaron Judge, congratulations, my best friend. You are off slump watch.
1: Good job, big dog.
0: Coming Uh, up, another Yankee, James Paxton,
1: Jake. I, I I said it on Talking Yanks. I I think Aaron Judge is about to have a huge week. So that's okay. that's a little that's a little put that in your back pocket, listeners. A Little hot take: Aaron Judge being good
0: versus the Orioles and the Blue Jays. Let's do it. I
1: know. Hey, ooh ooh, it's hot, it's sizzling.
0: Be prepared, Asher Wojcikowski. Yeah, Judge is coming. All right, Love James Woj. Paxton, six innings pitched, two earned runs. Versus the Red Sox to start the series. He's off. Good job.
1: Get out of here. Good job. Yeah, a lot Max. of
0: people working their way off. Maybe we're motivating that, them.
1: Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. And I actually I added because we had a lot of guys going off. I, I got a lot of guys prepped to come in. But Jim, this is the Ooh. one that you've been on. And I, I think I think I know it's coming. But the Cubs bullpen. Yep. You, you've been on them, they go, what, you got a three-inning pitch, one-hit, no-earned run performance from them, and a four-inning pitch, one-earned run performance? That sounds like good bullpen work, Jim.
0: It's about this third game. I didn't have it yet. I got to go see what the Cubs bullpen did in the third game.
1: Oh, so we're up in the air right now.
0: Uh, you don't know how bad or good the Cubs oh bullpen can be? Oh, my
1: God. This is nerve-wracking.
0: Say the first two games again for the people.
1: I say a little prayer for you. Uh, three innings pitched, no-earned run. Four earning, four innings pitched, one earned run. So currently up to seven innings pitched with one earned run, which is pretty good.
0: So in the last game, they did four innings of work. But the they had a it was three to one when they came in by the end. It was six to one. It was Derek Holland and Tyler Chatwood. Four innings pitched, one earned run, four hits. I'm taking them off. I think Cubs Cubs i think I don't win. think Cubs fans will will have you will be as lenient as Jake and I are right now. I think Cubs fans want more till they instill some faith,
1: yeah, I mean that's eleven innings pitch to and runs- come on well it gets I, you off slump watch I don't, know how, many, I don't know how many i don't know how many
0: I don't know how many big innings were were had right that's my uh Merrill Kelly and Purcello did not pitch, so they are still yeah. on lingering. Kyle Schwarber, Jake. Yes. He comes off slump watch with a fucking bang. He went three for four with four walks and a home run. His on base percentage in this three game set in the battle for first place was yeah. 889 on base percentage. It's good. It's good. He's fucking way off. All right. That's the updates. Now we got to add some more people to slump watch. Jake. Jake. I saw you add a whole bunch of people. Give them to me.
1: Yeah, Jim, I'm going to start with a couple third basemen. This, this, this one is tough, and you know I don't want to do this, Jim. Put a Red Sox on there. But Rafael Devers, man, he, he's been so good for Boston this year. He's 2 for 21 in his last five games. That's an 095 batting average. Uh, so I, I think i got to throw Rafa on there. And then, uh, Jim, on the Tigers, Detroit represent yimer candelario now that's a fun name jim he just he's 0 for 13 and i i needed at some point to talk about how poorly run detroit has been as an organization they're now by far the worst team in baseball a really proud baseball city and uh, i i know they they went all in and so they were going to have to rebuild but i don't know when we when we talk about the teams like the yankees being able to find diamonds in the rough with hitting Houston with the pitching. Like, Detroit, what are you doing? Like, who's Detroit called on that they've been like, oh, that's great. So, okay, I, I just took this chance. Uh, Heimer Candelario, in 0 for 13 to shit on Detroit, but that's how things go sometimes. And then, Jim, I put David Price on there. His last four starts, 17 innings pitched, 10-59 ERA. The, t- his, the Sox are 0-4 in those starts. And, Jim, his ERA's gone from 3 which is like a great season. <laughs> he was at three one six four starts ago. He is now up to four three six, which is just a very mass season. So it's right. it's crazy crazy how quickly it can change. All right, I want to comment on some of these.
0: Devers Please. is the one Red Sox who I Red Sox I like right now. Like I was right. kind of endeared to him in this series. Just the way he goes about himself, how much he's improved defensively, kind of I said to myself, if he wasn't a Red Sox, I, I could easily root for him. Yeah. For, just from on the field. I have no idea what his personality is off the field, how he does interviews, any of that. But just his mannerisms on the field. He, he seems like he matured. We saw him mature between our... He was like, a, a, like yeah. a, a pudgy young rookie, and now he goes about himself. And they were saying that he, he kind of mimics J.D. Martinez. And he kind of does. It was kind of cool. Yeah. I like that. Uh, Candel- Candelario, Jake... He hasn't had a multi-hit game in three weeks. Yeah. So you have him as the 0 for, 0 for his last three games, but he's got an 098 batting average in his last 13 games started. So it, it runs deeper than just this past series. He's got a 118 slugging in his last 13 games, in his last 58 appear, uh, plate appearances. So that's tough. What do you it's what do you good. what do you doing if you're in Detroit right now?
1: I don't know, man. And that that article came off. I think it was Petriello talking about the the trades they passed up for Michael Fulmer. And I get it that hindsight's always easier, but you also have to have some sort of foresight to know where this Tigers team was heading. And they could have had guys like Bregman. Uh, it's it it's kind of unbelievable. And again, it's it's one transaction, so I can't slaughter them for it, but. Um, yeah, I mean, they're, uh, it, it's really disappointing to see the Detroit Tigers. I mean, they're four games back from the Baltimore Orioles, whose pitching staff is going to give up the most home runs ever given up by a baseball team. It's, uh, I, I don't know, man. Kind of bummed me out. Good baseball town. Red Sox you have
0: on here. Kind of like the Rockies. Oh, 8 0-8, man. Yeah. Sorry, the, the baseball schedule makers are presenting them with a great opportunity to get off slump watch quick. Yeah, because our rule is you got to win a series if you're a team mm-hmm. on slump watch, and they got the Royals coming to play at Fenway. So, what are the probables? Do you have that?
1: Uh, I could get there, Jim. I'll race you if, if you want to talk about your guys. You you threw in there. No, we're racing.
0: Nope.
1: Not racing. We got Montgomery versus Porcello. Uh, Porcello, he's still kind of technically on slump watch. Jacob Junis versus Kashner. Kashner also kind of on slump watch. Sparkman versus Eduardo Rodriguez, and and that's what they've got for the three-game set. And that leads us right into my slump watch because Glenn Sparkman,
0: royal starting pitcher. In his last six starts, Jake... And yep. one of these starts is a complete game shutout that I gave a standout performance to. Yes. So oh, in his last six starts, one of them's a complete game shutout. He has an 8 10 ERA. Now he was uh he was in the bullpen last year, primarily in the bullpen to start this year. And he's been starting and he did have that like the start of his year. But around that, so like July first, three innings pitched, eight earned runs. Six innings pitched, four earned runs. Nine innings pitched, zero earned runs. Good shit. Five point two and four. His la- uh five innings pitched, eight earned runs, and then this past start this weekend, four point two innings pitched, six earned runs. Glenn Sparkman, right now you're on slump watch, but he's actually uh, he he could easily lean to you know just bad watch.
1: Yeah, he could be on bad watch pretty easy. Uh,
0: yeah, and then, like,
1: sounding, sounding like a good week to take some overs. Kansas City, Kansas City and Boston. Uh, the pitching's been struggling. And
0: then the last guy got on here, and this was tweeted at us, and I appreciate that. If you guys want to be our eyes and ears and help out, Jock Peterson's one for his last 23. And yeah. the one came in the most recent game, but still, yeah. one for 23, that ain't good.
1: Yeah, he had he had like a an an O for 19 going at some point. Uh, I think it even got worse than that. Batting average went from 239 to 228. That's tough. Uh I have I have a new job. I
0: we're as we develop this show and keep going, I'm going to propose something for you. Okay. So you said a lot of people were coming off slump watch today so we could yeah. so we added a good amount. Should we have a cap like no more than 10 people can be on slump watch at once? 10 people teams?
1: Right now we have eight. Uh, eight? Yeah, we could say something like that. I, I think it's I, I think I think you earn your way on Slump Watch. I don't want to put it in a box. If there's someone that needs to be talked about on Slump Watch, it needs to be talked about. But okay. I, I think I think it kinda is a uh, you know, kinda like scholarships on a basketball team. If you got one coming out, you you should have one coming in.
0: Okay. There there we go. Next up.
1: Dirt, nasties, and fuego.
0: That means on fire,
1: baby. Who's on fire, Jim? Dude, Nelson Cruz is on
0: fire again. I don't know if he ever got, like, put out. He's just a walking flame ball. He had another, another three home run game, Jake. He had one, like, three series ago. Is he? Dude, you're supposed to be the dude who's tweeting out Edwin Encarnacion and Nelson Cruz home run race. Now, Edwin Encarnacion breaks his wrist. Nelson Cruz has three home runs. Nelson Cruz is going to end up being the winner all-time home run hitter in the 2010s. This is brutal
1: for Edwin. Yeah, and do, do you know how old Nelson Cruz is, Jim? 36. 39. Wow. Dude, he's, he's doing this at 39. He has 30 homers on the season, 292 batting average, 30 home runs, a 385 on-base percentage, 1.031 OPS. He's been killing it, Jim, and he's been going, I mean, straight nut job for a little while now. He, Jim, in his last 14 games, he has 12 homers. Well, he's got two three-run home game, home run games. It's 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 insane, and yeah, we uh on on talking Yanks, we were excited when we got Edwin because it was a really fun stat that Edwin and Carnacion had the most home runs this decade, uh from twenty ten through twenty nineteen. Nelson Cruz has now passed him. Nelson Cruz has three hundred thirty five this decade, as Jimmy mentioned. Edwin got hurt. So it's, it's pretty wild, and I think I mentioned it on here last week or a couple weeks ago, that it's, it's an impressive list. You see guys like A-Rod on there, Babe Ruth, most home runs per decade, and now Nelson Cruz. When, when that graphic gets brought up every year that ends with 19, you're going to see Nelson Cruz's name on there.
0: Speaking of most in a decade, I believe Trout just passed Kinsler for most runs scored in a decade.
1: one one doubt it
0: i was surprised to see kinsler's name up there yeah mike trout has passed ian kinsler for most runs scored this decade
1: yeah well i mean kinsler used to do work at the top of those texas lineups
0: yeah no i I, initially i was like oh wow and then i was like oh yeah dude kinsler was like in the mix
1: for a while
0: so the list here though for most runs scored per decade since you just gave home runs this is interesting 1910s honus wagner
1: Onus Wagner worked for peanuts. Literally peanuts.
0: 1910s, Ty Cobb. 1920s, Babe Ruth. 1930s, Lou Gehrig. 1940s, Ted Williams in only seven seasons. 1950s, Mickey Mantle. Noticing a trend here? These are all fucking fantastic players. 1960s, Hank Aaron. 1970s, Pete Rose. 1980s, Ricky Henderson. 1990s, Barry Bonds. 2000s, Alex Rodriguez. They're the ba- they're premier names. They are Who's premier who? names. 2010s, Mike Trout. He just passed Ian Kinsler. Thank Ian- God
1: Trout, Ki- Trout Thank God to Kinsler. Ian Kinsler yeah. did
0: not belong on that list. Ian Kinsler almost ruined baseball history. <laughs> Mike Trout is much more deserving. It's crazy. It's crazy.
1: All right, who else is in fuego? And Fuego. Uh, Jim, I, I want to jump down. Actually, no. Yeah, I want to jump down to our baby Blue Jays. Uh, because Bo Bichette, uh, not Boba Fett. I know that gets confusing on here. Uh, Jim, and again, these the mini asterisks against the Orioles, but they're a major league team, so it is whatever. Uh, Jim, the stat I love from Bo Bichette, nine hits in his first five games. That's a Blue Jays record. Wow. Uh, Good good for you, Bo. That's that's pretty cool. And Jim, I, I think I wanna talk about my guy, Vladdy Jr. for a minute, uh, before I, I think you you got a couple things you want to say about Bo Bichette because that's that's just fun. Look at the hair on him, too. Uh Jimmy, Vlad Jr., I mentioned I said it as kind of a throwaway line at the end of last the last episode. I said, Jimmy, he's been getting hot. I wouldn't be surprised if by next week his stats are starting to look really good. Jimmy, he is up to 279 batting average, a 352 OBP, and an 819 OPS. And again, Jim, just a, a little while back, I mean, even a month ago, he was having like a bad go at it. Um, his, his OPS was kind of in the low sevens. On July 17th, Vlad Jr.'s OPS was 704, and as of today, it's 819. He, is, uh, he He's on a warpath. He's going to finish with some impressive numbers.
0: All right. Boba shit.
1: Boba shit. And then Vladdy Jr. just had a good series? It's just, he just keeps going. Uh, yeah. yeah, and uh, against the Orioles. So, uh, again, say what you want. But, yeah, he, and when I say good series, Jim, he went 10 for 17. Two home runs. That's a 588 batting average. So, yeah. Uh,
0: Nelson Cruz, his three home run game could have been a standout performance. And this was another standout performance for a single game, because if you haven't caught on standout performance, is usually single game, which kind of leads it to pitchers more. But hitters have gotten it before. Starling yeah. Marte had a really good game, Jake. I like that. They ended up losing. So, like, it's weird. But he went three for five with a home run and two stolen bases. Starling Marte was all over that game. So yeah.
1: it doesn't really
0: fit for Enfuego. I thought it was going to be a standout performance, so I had it on the sheet. just wanted to mention it. Good job, Starling he's Marte. Still doing
1: it. In, he's still doing it at Pittsburgh, Jim?
0: Yup. Yes, sir. Nice. Starling Marte, he was part of the brawl. He got hit as a retaliation during that big brawl with the Reds. But uh, then on the other side of things, Robinson Cano for the Mets. Bobby. 7 for 11 He had multiple hits in all three games of this series. He ended July. He should have been on slump watch. He was two for 30 to end July. He starts August going nine for 15. He's been hot last four or five games, Six thirty six batting average, but a really good series, two hits, three hits, two hits. I believe good for Robbie.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for Robbie to get it going. I think we actually might've had him on slump watch him. Cause I think a couple people tweeted at us and he, uh, he's still having a rough season, but he, you know Robinson Cano still gives you good at bad, and I'm, I'm rooting for I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for these Mets. Uh, stay hot, Robbie.
0: Zero to hero, hero to zero to hero. Is that what we're calling it when you go from slump watching? I go. It's too unoriginal for me.
1: Yeah, it's a little it's a little generic. Everyone that reached out for that, we thank you. But yeah, we we'll, we're still gonna land on our our perfect ter- term for that. The
0: other one I thought was beanstalked. Beanstalked. Thought I was like, well, that's kinda could be weird.
1: Yeah, it totally is. So we'll think about it a little more, I guess. Um and Jim, I, I think it's I think it's the way you said
0: get, it was fun. Being stalked.
1: stalked. Uh leave a five star review. Being stalked. The reviews keep coming in, and thank you for that too. And Jim, I, I think it's funny you mentioned standout performance in Enfuego. It's it's kind of easier to get a pitcher on standout performance. But, Jim, a couple guys who are in fuego. couple NL Central starters. Your boy, Sonny Gray. His last six starts, 39.1 innings pitch with a 1.83 ERA. I wrote down, "ga" like a screaming noise. Uh, just some old Yankees frustration there. And, Jim, Jack Flaherty. We We've been looking for our guy to get excited about on the Cardinals. Who can make them sexy? Jim, I think it might be Jack Flaherty. His last five starts... innings pitch, um, a 1.15 ERA, and this weekend against Chicago, he went seven innings pitch, zero earned run. He brought his ERA down in those five starts, Jim, from 4-9, so like a bad season. Uh, Jay Happ, how are you? And now Jack Flaherty's down to 3-9-3, and he's dealing for the Cardinals, so I'm on the Jack Flaherty train. Wow.
0: I never thought I'd see the day.
1: You never thought that I'd say I'm on the Jack Flaherty train.
0: I did not. I did not. All right. Next up, who
1: got mad? Who got mad, Jim? Tell me.
0: Cora and Sale and the Red Sox got mad. They were deflecting a lot of their anger uh, within and their despair and desperacy within. Now the umpire, I forget his name, Estabrook. I didn't forget his name. It's Estabrook. He was bad. He looks like Rob Corduroy. From all those movies, like What Happens in Vegas, yeah. and all those, good movie. Yes, he was he was bad. Cora was worse. Sale, uh, sale was worse. Cora staged a screaming, and then was proud of his staging of a screaming in the post game, which I yeah. found rather sad. One thing for a manager to stage, like by stage, I mean he went out for the mound visit. And instead of talking to his te- team and players, he just waited for the ump to come out and say, hey, all right, let's play. And then turned around and started yelling at the ump. When he could have just walked out and started yelling at the ump. There was yeah. no need to, to be so dramatic about it. And then they asked him, like, did you go out for that mound visit just to call the ump? And he was like, yep. It was, uh, don't say anything to my players. Just tell me when he's near me. And it's like, why so much drama? Like, why do you have to make, manufacture fake drama to yell at the ump and then be so proud of the manufactured fake drama. It's like, you guys are desperate for anything to talk about besides the poor play right now. So Cora and Sal got mad. I thought what Cora did was sad, coming from a very biased Yankee fan.
1: Yeah, and I, I think a lot of Cora's acting, and Jim, this I, I put it in my winning cures everything bucket, when, Cora, when the Red Sox were going nuts last year, anything Cora did seemed like a genius thing, and he was showing emotion and rallying. the team was rallying behind him when he was getting kicked out and stuff. When you lose, that stuff looks dumb. Yeah.
0: Josh Reddick got ejected from a game, but didn't even really get mad. But I don't know if you saw this. They did a breakdown on it. He thought he foul-tipped a pitch, but he didn't. It wasn't even close, Jake. It was so okay. weird, and the ump was like, I, you didn't. And then he started yeah. throwing all his equipment, and he threw one piece too many, and the ump kicked him out. Maybe a short hook or whatever. But if you're the ump, like, you know how players get mad when the umps, like, blatantly miss a call? Yeah. Like, dude, you didn't foul tip that ball. Like, you were two feet away from the ball. If you're the ump, you're like, yo, you stop yelling at me for this, please. Yeah. And then Reddick said in his press game, he's like, I thought I tipped it. I don't know why. I watched the video, I wasn't even close. It's <laughs> like, yeah, well, you were like screaming and yelling. You were so convinced.
1: Jim, I'm I, I don't want to set you up for a hot take or, or anything bad. I feel like Reddick's not a guy that you'd normally be into, but I think you like Reddick.
0: Yeah, I like Redick. Yeah. He's he's fun. a Brett Gardner type.
1: Yeah. Okay, cool.
0: Yeah. And I like when CC said, fuck out of here, Reddick," And, like, they were just, like, yeah. kind of friendly banter. Kirby Yates got mad for the Padres, Jake. And Padres fans want me to do a breakdown of this because Padres fans think he may be mad at the catcher for not laying the tag down in time. I, right. I, I watched it a couple times. I think it's very much directed at the umpire for missing some calls because that's, like, 99% of yelling in baseball. So I have to do a breakdown of this to really figure it out. But it was, you know, Muncy hits the walk-off and as soon as the run scores. He says something like, "That's fucking poor shit," (laughs) and we gotta figure out what it's for. I'll go investigate soon.
1: Okay, that's all I got. Jim, I've got, yeah. Before we before we get out of who got mad, Jim, I've got a fun Josh Reddick stat for you. Let's hear it. What? I was I was just gonna do something rude. Josh Reddick is leading the American League. Do you want to guess the category? That's what I was gonna set you up for, but it's it's a it's a kind of brutal ask outfield assists sacrifice flies Jim oh nice and and normally I'd say like okay that's kind of random in 2017 he led the AL in sacrifice flies, so maybe that leans into Josh Reddick just doing like solid stuff that wins you baseball games so how about that
0: good job Josh Reddick yeah I think he's a role player and a feisty I think he's a feisty role player like Brett Gardner Cole Cole Calhoun can we put them all in the same bucket
1: Ooh, so are we just we're just making a corner out feisty corner outfielder bucket? Gardner, Cole Calhoun, and Reddick. Who if a, if anyone has another feisty corner outfielder, let's let's get all those guys in the pot.
0: That's good at the good at the things that don't get celebrated.
1: Okay, I like that because yeah, I was thinking about throwing Puig in there, but that's
0: no, he does not fit that yeah,
1: mold. He's a little little flashier. Okay, re- reach out to us, feisty corner outfielders. Quick
0: walk off watch. <laughs> Quick walk off watch. Had a rewind yep. for a second there. Muncie, yep. as we talked about, the one we didn't talk about was Odor walked off versus the Rangers, tenth inning, four four game, hits a bomb home run. Good job for Odor and Acuna. Acuna hit his first walk off of his career. Pretty fun.
1: Yeah, Jim, With the team, it's kind of the team this episode left behind, the Texas Rangers, man. They've won four straight. They're half a game behind Boston, so I, I don't know if they're still going. You know, Lance Lynn had another great start. Uh, so, Why didn't they yeah.
0: trade Lance Lynn? Why didn't they trade anyone? Fucking, I saw Lance Lynn had 11 strikeouts and like a really good start. I was like, what? Seven innings pitched, one earned run, 10 Ks. Why didn't they get anyone for these guys? I have no idea. Yeah.
1: I mean, if, if they think that Lynn and Miner are for real, I mean, they've got them on the books for next year, so I, I guess if they didn't get a good offer, but yeah, it's a it's a little bummer. bummer. Four-game win streak, though, for Tejas. Yeah.
0: Call-up watch. Dude, there was a lot, and I, I realized that as we go. Should, for call-up oh, yeah. watch, like when we get a soundboard, should we do like a
1: bring, bring, bring? Nice. Hello, I'd like another baseball player. There you go. I'll just put make that the soundboard. That's perfect. Uh, Jim. Yeah, I, I, I think the best way to do this. We had ten people make their debut, and that's that's a record since we've started doing call up call up watch. So I'm just I'm gonna hit them, and then you give us the highlights. Okay. Yeah, I went down all ten of them and only wrote three down. So yeah, Sam Selman for the Giants, pitcher. Good for you, Trent Grisham. Might hear more about him in Milwaukee. Dustin May, Gingerguard, you're going to hear about him pitching for the Dodgers. Reggie McClain gets the call for Seattle. Scott Heineman, outfielder for Texas. Travis Demerrit, going to hear about him for Detroit. Zach Rotz, that's a name. He gets called up to pitch for Seattle. Emmanuel Chase, pitching for Texas. Kyle Keller for the Miami Marlins. And Yenzi Diaz for Toronto. Uh, so 10 guys get the call, Jim. Uh, who, who do we, who do you like here? Tell me about him.
0: Well, Grisham's a big call up. There's two big call ups. Yeah. Uh, Grisham was a first round pick for the Milwaukee Brewers. Yeah, in 2015, do I have that right? I don't have it up anymore,
1: but you have it. Yeah, nailed it. Fifteenth overall pick. Yeah, 22 years old, so he's a
0: young kid. Uh, he's from uh, Texas. He gets called up in the middle of this Cubs series, like it's a You know, first-round pick, top-high prospect, getting called up in the middle of this Cubs series. Like we said, he started, he started, what, two games? He started the first game, and then I think he pinch-hit the second game, then let off the fourth game, Jake. That's the leadoff. So in his first game, he went 0-3 for with an RBI. Then he gets his one pinch-hit appearance, strikes out. In his third game... They put him at leadoff in his third ever game against the Cubs to avoid the sweep. That's crazy. That's pretty nuts. Pretty yeah. big things. He leads off against Yu Darvish and singles to right field. Later scores on a Christian Yelich home run. No, no, no. He got doubled up. Then Yelich homered, and then he got yeah. two more hits. Went three for four. So uh, they're hoping that he can do big things in Milwaukee. He's the real deal.
1: And, man, I mean, talk, what, what an opportunity, man. We, we talked about others. Uh, he can get some run in that outfield. You get, you get the call at age 22, and you, can, you might find yourself in the playoffs batting in front of Christian Yelich if you get a little hot streak going, Trent. So uh, good, good luck to you, young man. Jim, the, the guy I'm excited to talk about, Dustin May.
0: Yeah, top pitching prospect for the Dodgers, 21 years old. They said uh, third round pick and the Dodgers kind of said, we didn't trade for any pitchers. We're going to roll with some internal help. I mean, they have fucking amazing staff. Yeah. But Dustin May gets the call. Why why is he getting
1: the call? He's a gas mask guy. Ryu got hurt, Jim. He's he's on the 10-day IL. Okay. Uh, so, So they called him up for IU with... Ryu had neck soreness <laughs> timeline. Isn't no yet. Uh, uh, okay. Ryu. like get a massage, bro. Yeah. But, uh, neck soreness uh,
0: that's called Tuesday. Mike
1: gin- ginger guard. Uh, he's Dustin may has, has the red lettuce flowing from his hair. So it's cinder guard ginger guard. That's some fun. If you like that. Uh, yeah. And this for the Dodgers, this guy was mentioned in all their, he's been their trade rumor guy for the past 12 months. And he gets the call, and he's, uh, it's looking like they're going to let him rip in Dodger blue. Him and
0: Justin Turner, how many pictures have they taken next to each other?
1: Ooh, that's a good question, Jim. Two gingers in
0: the, in the Dodger blue. It's a very contrasting color scheme. Isn't that a, is that a Bruce Springsteen
1: song? Uh, Two gingers in a Dodger blue. Hey.
0: 5.2 innings pitch, three earned runs. Who got him? What do you do to Manny? If I'm if I if you allow me to check real quick, that's what I'm interested in. I'll allow you to check that, man. Tatis ground out Will Myers single, Manny Machado ground ball double play, his first inning ever. Sucker. Strikes out Hosmer, gives up a single to Mejia. Um what's his next? I want to see his next Manny. Manny pops up. And then Manny singles to right field, so Manny got him on his third time. That's kind of how it happens. The next one I wrote down is Travis Demerit. Um, wonder why this guy was a first round pick back in 2013, Jake? Okay, first is that round that pick six for years the, ago, Jim. First round pick for the Rangers, Travis Demerit. Demerit, don't I say it? Demerit. Demerit could be. Yeah, that's the simpler way mm-hmm. to say it. The Rangers traded him to the Braves in 2016 for names that I'm not familiar with, and then he just got traded to the Tigers for Shane Green. The old saying goes: if you're a top prospect, if you're real, if you're the real deal, you don't get traded, especially not twice. He's been traded twice. They called him up, hit his first hit. It was a triple, but he only got yeah. one
1: hit in three games. And he's got. He's got a stolen base, and yeah, Jim. I I know it's crazy. People like six years, picture from eighteen to twenty-four. This guy's been in the minor leagues playing baseball. Uh, some pretty good speed. He's oh, got 50... I didn't
0: realize he was a out of high school guy. That's not that bad, then. I mean, he's still only twenty.
1: No, um, an in, interesting prospect, man. He's he's got some good homer seasons. Um, he's got a year with twenty-eight homers. Uh, he's got a couple years with, he's got a seventeen stolen base season. Uh so I don't know. It seems like Travis has has some tools. Second base, left field, third base. That's that's an interesting listed position combo. His uh, his, so yeah. his stats read very odd.
0: Like last yeah. year in double A, he had 17 home runs, which is pretty good in double A.
1: Yeah. Like
0: you know, you, that's that pops out more than it would in the MLB for sure. But a 3.16 on base percentage yeah. If you're going to be a home run, well, I don't know what he is. I don't, that's, that's kind of, you read his and you're like, what is this guy?
1: Yeah. We, can, we need to watch this guy play, Jim, because he's six foot 180, so it doesn't feel like he's got a big frame on him. I, I, we got to, we got to watch this guy. If someone's got the Travis Demerit scouting report, hit us up. Hit us up. Next up on talking
0: baseball. Oh. I believe you get to go first.
1: Yeah, Jim, and I. Uh, this, this was a guy you were all over, and he, he took, some, took some MLB headlines, and he's getting the Jake of All Trades Award. Wow. Yeah, very prestigious. Um, no way would I ever refer to myself in the third person instead of Jack of All Trades and say Jake of All Trades. Uh, Jim, you know who it's going to. Jake Bauer, Vince Velasquez, Jim.
0: Whoo! Yeah, we didn't even talk about this yet. I'm glad that I this know. is an award.
1: Yeah, I because uh, I, I know you were all jazzed up about this, so I, I was a, I was glad I remembered. B, I was scared that it was going to be your award, and then I was going to be awardless. But Jim, the the first game of this uh, the the Phillies series over the weekend, Vince Velasquez is on the Phillies. By the way, uh, Phillies White Sox, they go into 15 innings. Um, so we start doing some NL baseball. We get Vince Velasquez, the pitcher, playing left field. And, Jim, one of, one of the classic corny baseball lines that is the most real thing in the world is if you, the baseball will find you. Uh, if Especially if you're at a position you don't feel comfortable at or whatever you're doing. Vince Velasquez, we get a single... Jose Abreu running on second. He's a little slow, and he got banged up the play before. Single to left field. Vince Velasquez comes up throwing, pegs him at the plate. Jim, he makes a diving catch later, which was just as impressive. So big shout-out for uh, pitchers being athletes for Vince Velasquez. And, Jim, know what the crazier thing is? The White Sox ended up scoring a run, I want to say, the next inning on a single that also went to Velasquez. He had an even better throw. He almost really pegged someone at the plate. That throw, I think, was more impressive than the first one. But uh, a little shout-out to Vince Velasquez, repping for the pitchers.
0: Yeah, yeah, I did a breakdown on it with all three plays if you want to go go look at all of them in one spot. The, sec- the first throw, Abreu was running, and he just banged up his knee, so he pegged him. The next one... Faster runner was running and didn't get him, but it was, it took a perfect slide to be safe.
1: Yeah. I think it was, I think it was Lurie Garcia, right? Yeah. He's like, he's a speedster. He's not just like a casual runner. And it was,
0: it was a beautiful throw. He roped it. So my, my problem with Velasquez is, uh, okay. Career 457 ERA. Yeah. And I don't believe he's having a fantastic season this year. Uh, 440 ERA. Here's a, here's a thing, Jake. He's coming yeah. out of the pen. He's starting. They're kind of mixing him around. His two most memorable moments are not for pitching. Yeah. So this year, it's this. Last year, Vince Velasquez took a comebacker to his throwing arm, picked the ball up with his offhand, and threw a dart to first, which is yeah. one of the more impressive things I've seen. If you told me to try and do that, how ugly, how stupid it would look. Yeah. They'd be calling oh, it the Jake Storielli of throws. Okay. Well, so, well
1: hold on now. So, uh, so
0: now this dude's done two things. His top two highlights aren't pitching, which is I think he wouldn't like that.
1: Yeah, and I'll I'll lean into this a little bit with with the Jake of all trade awards, Jim. You mentioned he's been pitching out of the bullpen and starting. He's been starting lately. His last six starts, Jim, twenty nine point two innings pitch, a three nine four ERA. So for a guy that's kind of been the Phillies like Swingman this year—that's that's a
0: pretty good performance. Hasn't seen the sixth inning. I don't know if that's nationally getting in the way or not, but hasn't seen the sixth inning yet. So,
1: Swingman—he was pitching out of the pen before that. Yeah. My award is the Better Dad Who's... Award. Wow, Jim! Oh, oh. We had oh.
0: a we had a battle of newborn fathers on Sunday this night blew baseball. My mind. Yeah, I know it, it blew your mind so much. That I thought I had to bring it to the national audience. J. A. Happ and David Price faced off in the Bronx. They both just came off paternity leave. They both just had babies. I believe it's Hap's third kid, and I don't know about Price. And now they're facing each other. The fact that they did a, it's come off the paternity list at the same time to face each other. It's a national game, Sunday night baseball, battle of the dads. Which baby? Is gonna be more proud when they're ten years old and they say, Dad, what did you do in your start right after I was born? It's a question all professional pitchers are asked nonstop. Yeah. Nonstop. What did you do the day after I was born? Hap, it's not a great outing. Five no. and two thirds, four and runs. It's not a great outing. But David Price, what'd he do, Jake? Three point one, two point one.
1: Two two point two seven earned runs, Jim. So who's the better dad? It's Jay Happ. Yeah, and
0: congrats, he wins the better dad award.
1: And yeah, I mean, we you you saw my eyes light up. Um, yeah, because there's there's just gonna be a day that you know David Price's kid ap- appreciates how much his you know his dad was a major league. Their dad was a major league pitcher, and he was a good major league pitcher. Dad, what what'd you do after I was born? 2.27 earned runs? I'm running away. Are you kidding me? Who'd you face? Uh, I'm going to
0: go be his son.
1: The Paternity Bowl, man. That was awesome. It's wild.
0: Timing's everything, Jake. Wow. Can I use that? Yeah, you can use that. Just make sure you say it's a Jimmy O'Brien original.
1: Jimmy O'Brien original.
0: Everyone's favorite segment to round out the show. Going up. Going down. Ooh, I thought we were going up.
1: Oh, we could why well, maybe we're going up. Oh, okay, yeah, going up. Elevator Go up. talk.
0: We're gonna we have a, got a wheel here with 30 teams on it. We want to try and get to all the teams, even if there's no news happening. We're gonna give you some fodder. If you're in an elevator with a fan of that team, you will be able to host a conversation. We're gonna spin this wheel. Random team. If we've talked about them too much already this episode, they get skipped. On your mark, get set, we're spinning. We're spinning. Come on. We're spinning. The Cleveland Indians. Ooh, I like it. Yeah, I mean, you if you're an Indians fan, the number one thing you have to bring up in the elevator is Baker Mayfield shotgunning a beer yeah. while the Indians are getting no hit. After he shotguns a beer, everyone starts hitting. They break up the no hitter. They take the lead in the game. Did you see that Baker Mayfield sp- shotgun? I think it fired up the cl- ball club. I mean, that TV is one. what the water cooler talk is in Cleveland right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's he's got. I I made the joke on the the Jake down I got back into. Jim, Cleveland's playing some good baseball. They are six sixteen and five in their last twenty-one. Um they're they're balling out Frankie Lindor. He hit the he hit the homer after the, the biker shotgun. And Jim, they had the big trade. They they had the Bauer trade. And there's a chance this team has gotten even better. Um man, the uh the big dude, Fran Reyes. If he's a name you don't know, that would be my elevator talk. Fran Reyes. He was on the Padres. He's a beast. He's 6'5, 275. Uh, he's hitting. Hitting a lot of gopher balls. Wasn't there defensively. He can DH in the American League now. Fran Mil Reyes might be a big piece for them going forward.
0: Yeah. You got... Um, if you're in the elevator, you can talk about Bauer made his first start as a Red. It wasn't anything yeah. special. The Reds did end up winning the game, I believe. It was the crazy Akuna tying yeah. shot. Amir Garrett blew it. But yeah, so Bauer did make his uh, first start. As a red, Puig dyed his hair red. What do you think of Puig? Like that's a conversation starter since he's on your team now. But the big thing also we talked about this top of the show, Cleveland Indian has a four game set coming up in Minnesota. So you're in that elevator. You're like, I hope we can give him hell in Minnesota. Like we go to Minnesota, we can really change change the tide
1: here. Oh, Jim, and you know who's kind of turned it around a little? Well, a little bit. Jose Ramirez. Remember when we saw him earlier this season? He like couldn't. Make contact anymore And it was like Bizarre mm-hmm. um, He's He started playing Actual Like Baseball this year um, Cause yeah man I mean There was a time This year at uh, June 8th He was hitting Or excuse me June 12th He was hitting 198 This is a guy Who has gotten Like mvp votes in the past and not not casual mvp votes like this guy is one of the better players in baseball he was really struggling this year i'm gonna try to do uh i I got
0: it since the all-star break he has a 1.003 ops with a 337 on base percentage now in his last seven he's went back to struggling jake so hopefully kicks it right back up but he did come out of the all-star break like a rocket
1: Yeah, and I mean, it goes back a little before that. I went back to that June 14th, number 42 games, 305, 344 on base, and 943 OPS, and that's who he is. And I I think he was, wasn't he really struggling to hit fastballs? And I think they said something. He either opened up his stance or he did something a little bit that he's going again. Um, Yeah, and oh, Brad Hand, Jim. Yeah, what about him? The safe stat from before. He's, he's got some of the cleanest saves in baseball. 21-1-2-3 innings.
0: Yeah. Lindor's, Look Lin, at that. Lindor, Lindor's going off.
1: Oh, and uh,
0: uh, Shane Bieber, yeah. on the back of his Tops card, they wrote down his name as Justin. Yeah. He tweeted it out, and Justin Bieber quote tweeted him. So Huge. now Shane Bieber's fan base just... Fucking times one hundred. You got the Bieber gang, the Believers. Game now know that Shane Bieber exists. So wow, that's huge news. He's going to be an all star now.
1: Yeah, and Jim just one just because I think it's impressive, and I missed it before. And if I if I was better, I would have had it. Jose Ramirez finished third place in the MVP the past two seasons, and again he was hitting one ninety eight June fourteenth.
0: What a game! What a game! What a game. Kipnis has three home runs in his last seven games. Six games. It's hot. It's hot. All right. That about ends it here on Talking Baseball. We thank you guys for hanging out and listening. If you want to give the uh, podcast a rating and review, we would appreciate that. We had a lot of people come out and say what team they're a fan of, Jake. I don't know if all 30 are claimed yet. We're going to need to get on that, and then we'll have yeah. we'll have some stickers sent to the uh the first to claim their team so i don't know leave leave a five star uh rating write down your team it might not be claimed yet you win a sticker if you don't want to wait for the free sticker you can go to shop.johnboymedia.com and we got a bunch of stickers and shirts for sale probably put some we're gonna put some talking baseball shirts on sale in the color of every single team that's a project we mm-hmm. have lined up and uh some more exciting stuff we appreciate it we thank you Go the baseball. Go baseball. Is that nice. what we say at the end there? Worked. Worked. See you guys. Talking baseball.